Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. And my name is Nathan. Oh, uh, and I am Niall. And I am John. Hey. <laughs> hey, John and Niall from Bat Minute. Welcome back hey. to you two. Oh, very happy to, glad to be back because I didn't know if it was ever going to come back. So, yeah, happy, happy to be here. <laughs> Yes, we are. We are. We are re-releasing new episodes. We're we're back in it. Nathan and I have had a uh, lovely excursion in the Doom Patrol era uh, over at Doom Patrol Radio. So now that the um, the show is coming to a close and we are wrapping up the Unstoppable Doom Patrol series, we are finally getting back into Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, one minute at a time, and we are recording this post. The release of The Flash, so um, good luck, everyone. <laughs> we, we figured we're further, far enough down the line that we can, I guess, comfortably talk about, uh, finish can finish our discussion with Justice League uh, while that everything else, all the other DC movies are kind of said and done with now, and that nothing is really going to affect anything that ever took place it's almost as if we're going to just you could etch a sketch the whole thing yeah Yeah. dust is settled we're coming back to it it's gonna be weird though then aquaman 2 comes out though and it's like this completely recontextualizes the character of arthur curry and now (laughs) we have to go back and re-record everything knowing what we now know about him yeah all right i forgot i forgot about that all right so we'll come back when when the aquaman comes out we'll come back and then we'll revise everything (laughs) yeah aquaman 2 have so many minutes to talk about this movie we we ended minute one ten was our last minute. Uh, for for most movies, that's they're at the credits at this point, <laughs> and uh, we're halfway. I think, e- right? Yeah. I don't even think we're halfway. I think like you guys are coming because right. we're currently on Mask of the Phantasm over in Batman, oh, yeah, no. which is like the yes. exact opposite problem. Where it's just like we started it last week and like, holy Christ, it's nearly over now. There's, like, there's only <laughs> seventy six minutes in the whole thing. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a real, well, a real pack. But you're just like, oh, we got nothing, nothing but time <laughs> to, to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> well, watching this, there's so much to talk about. I uh, hadn't seen this version right until you invited me on. I, I watched the theatrical one, and I didn't mind the theatrical one. But I, I, so I watched this to prep, and um, I'll admit I did watch it in chunks. I didn't watch it in one sitting. I thought I'll break it up like a TV show. Mm. Uh, yes. And that that helped. It didn't feel long because I did it that way. If I sat and watched it all in one go, it might feel very long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now this is fun. So this. So you never saw the the Zack Snyder release of the Justice League? No. No. I held oh, off on wow. it. So like, <laughs> this is like a conversation that Mark were, and I were having. What? Oh. Two years? A year ago? Um, oh, that's the thing. Because I I think I I support the release of an artist's vision. Right, me and Noel mm-hmm. were talking about this the other day. Even if it's not good, like by whoever's standard, you know, mm. I like to see what one person has created, and it's not been tampered with and things. You know, I mean, I'm a David Lynch fan, and that's just yeah. purely David mm-hmm. Lynch. Yeah, like, exactly. No, nobody screws with it. Um, uh, not that I'm comparing this to, uh, you know, <laughs> Twin Peaks or something. But so um, I think I mean, what put could. me off was the uh, the some of the fans, uh, the vocal aggressive campaign to get it made i was like i i don't want to be part of that but it yeah. became too much of it, it became a hate thing yeah um, yeah it did it really yeah. did um agreed hard hard agree um i think that was also another reason why um 
there was a little bit of a brake pumping on our end um, mm-hmm. just because it was uh, with all of the negativity, um, us at least trying to be uh, neutral yeah. or positive or positively neutral or anything. So, yeah, um, yeah let, me, was, let me speak on that one okay. for a bit because that, that's been a thing. We, we have mentioned it a couple times on this podcast. We haven't really talked about it in, in like... Let's put an actual stance on this, because um, we, I guess it's referred to as like Snyder Bros. <laughs> yeah, on the internet, and that's like the the term for the for that kind of like toxic community. And 2016 was like a massive war on the internet when Batman v Superman came out. Oh, yeah, and it's it, it's been a hard time to be on Twitter then, and it's especially now after the Flash has come out, it's it's still a hard time <laughs> to go onto that Bird app yeah. and, and listen to just just garbage mm. takes. Yeah, from from every point of view, there's just just. I thought those people get so. Why do people wrapped up? I remember saying to a guy last year, and he had a, one of his uh, one of his good friends. I remember when they released the trailer for the Batman. And mm-hmm. like, um, you got the indication of like, oh, this version of the Riddler is based on Zodiac. Like, that's kind of what the vibe they're going for. Yeah. And this guy wrote a whole rant on our listeners page about like, this is pathetic. Like, how <laughs> like what kind of you know, edge lord bullcrap is this? Of like, oh, our Riddler's based on the, the, the Zodiac. All this kind of stuff. Even though me and John were saying like, that's great on <laughs> during <laughs> Bat- Batman and Forever at the time. And then I remember mentioning this to a guy later. It's like, oh, you remember when he wrote all that? And he's like, he he. What? That was a, that's crazy talk. Like, why would he get so angry about it? It's like, but you were there as well. You were saying the same stuff. He's like, oh no, I wasn't that angry about it. It's like, yes, you were. I remember it happening. And so all these things like all, all take place on Twitter. And then you always wonder if you could like if you talk to these people one on one, would the would yes, the vitriol be as is you know emphatic as it, as it is when yeah. you kind of go to them like. It's not a big deal, you know. <laughs> it's just a, it's yeah, just a movie. It's yes. really not. And, and the really tough not. thing is, I'll, I'll just say it up front. I'll, I'll spoiler alert for myself. Um, the problem was this ended up, I thought, being a much better movie. So it kind of emboldens people to keep doing this kind of thing. And it's like, no, 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 you got lucky. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah. I ended up enjoying this quite a lot. That's, that's the thing. It's like, possible. Th- this. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was like, I wasn't. I'm not a Snyder bro by any means. Like, you know, I've got. My, I've been on the show. You've heard my. You know, you heard my problems with the uh, Man of Steel and uh, Dawn of Justice. Yes. Uh, but like that, that's the thing. So I, I, I watched like the uh, the the Justice League. I was like, oh, that's actually that's okay. Like, I don't really, I don't really have much of a beef. And then spent so long not really believing that the Snyder Cut was ever going to happen because it just seemed like such a like, yeah. no, that's no, they're not going to give a guy money to do the, to do this. And then when you know being on the day when it came up, and like I gotta watch this thing straight away. So like <laughs> all four hours in the one day, it was you know again having to break it up because I, I couldn't sit through four straight hours. You know, be insane. We're but old it was, now. it's come out the other side, and it's been like you know what. That was actually really, really good. Like, yeah. <laughs> I we uh, only- when we saw it the day of, we had like we took a break. I think he, around here, part four or part five, we took a break. It was like yeah. Nathan, my, our friend Matt, and I, and we. It was like a whole event for us because obviously this is something we've been wanting and waiting for. And so the day it came out, we all like we ordered a bunch of food in. We had this hey. magnificent experience, and I remember we like took a break in between and we like went back out on the patio and like had a cigarette and we were it's, it's like it's like what a movie right what's going like we were just having like it was pure bliss for us yeah, like me. all the things that we had seen 
uh, you know, like Dark Side with the Green Lantern ring. There was just so much going on in this movie. We were just like, mm. I, th- I think it's, it's a good culmination too of just like all, you know, all the little bits of like it kind of makes you realize like, oh, it was all leading up to something at least. Yeah. You know, yeah. everyone yes. else can play DC. Kind of, yeah, it all kind of all seems so cobbled together in comparison to the MCU. But then going back, then like you know, the Man of Steel, like he doesn't feel very Superman-y to me. And then all the stuff with Batman, you know, been like, oh my god, he's so he's so dour and so et cetera, et cetera. In Dawn of Justice, like he's trying to kill Superman. What's going on? And then they actually get to the point of like in this movie where it all kind of comes together, and you have the scene of like Clark going into the ship and you know his two dads talking to him, and then been like, you know, now's the time to fly, son. And you get that moment now <laughs> when you fight, he's like. Oh, now he's Superman. Now this all yeah. feels correct. It was all leading up. To, it was actually was blending in really well together. And so all my all my problems with this movie are all just aesthetic things of just like, eh, you know, it's a cliche thing to harp on. Zack Snyder's more, but it's like, there's too much slow-mo. There's just too much of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could shave half an hour off it if you took out any of the slow-mo that isn't yeah. flash related. And it's just like, yeah. uh, what, does the color palette have to be so dark? You know, it's just like, yeah, you know, bright, like, you know. So we see uh, Mira, you're like, I remember her having like bright red vivacious hair. And it looks as if she's like got gray hair in this half the time. <laughs> like it's not, uh, yeah. but it's all the, yeah, everything else though, in terms of the story, I'm just like, you know, haven't seen it three times now. Um, I was just like, yeah, I have no no notes in the story. This is like, yep, this is all great to me. I have, uh, you know, I thought they yeah. it all it all came together fantastically. So, um, yeah, there there are a few things, and and really, this is like a director's cut of a director's cut. Like this is uh, more akin to Watchmen Ultimate Cut, where it's just like uh, Blade there's too much in here. Mm. There's a director's cut oh, in yeah. here somewhere, but you. Because the original runtime that Zach wanted was like 214 minutes, which would have been like three and a half hours. And this is four. So there's like, there's an extra 30 minutes on here that's like, you should probably cut that out. It's yeah. all slow mo. But it, like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And at the same time, well, you're like, a, yeah. you should cut that out. But then they're like, well, I mean, it, it is why? an odd choice. It's to my have, movie. At, at you know? the end, it's to have like, like, why would I? You know, here's the introduction of Deathstroke. And like here's the here's the next movie, guys. It's gonna be Batman versus Deathstroke, and then to cut immediately to like, oh no, they're like buddies now in the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't feel like one of these scenes should have been cut out at least, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just, but again, it just feels like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna ever get doing this again. So yeah, I want to see it of, exactly. Yeah, I want to see of Jared Leto and Ben Affleck talking because we we haven't done that yet. So. Um, and that scene's yeah. not here. That, that that scene I do have problems with, but like we're not. That, those aren't I our minutes. I, so. We haven't gotten yeah. there yet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so um, yeah, and um, I'm first of all kudos to you, John, for for somehow avoiding <laughs> the the hysteria around this. That's the really release what of, I'm of kind of amazed at. Like just that. <laughs> knowing I knowing what you do, like yeah, I mean, the I fact that you just. I deliberately yeah. avoid a lot of these things so we can cover them. I know we weren't going to cover this, but, you know, there's loads of Batman stuff. Oh, I'm like, nope, right. I'm not watching it because mm. we'll talk about it. That's but this was just purely, I think it was like, yeah, it wasn't even because I didn't like the movie. I didn't mind the first one, like Niall. I thought that J- Joss Whedon, it was okay. It was okay. So, yes. so, but it was just uh, everything surrounding this. I was like, no, no, I'm not doing it. Mm. Um, and I didn't think it was going to end up being any better. I'm like, it's just a waste of money. And then it ended up being considerably better. And in fact, the minute we're going to talk about here, highlight something. Um, Cyborg. So much more to do in this movie. Mm. In the original one, it's like he's barely there. I remember, hey, yeah. I remember in the lead up to this coming out too, it was like, this guy, this is going to finally put like 
Ray Fisher's the money, put his money where his mouth is kind of thing in terms of, because he was complaining about so much. And like, how much more could they have got for him to do? Like, how how wronged was he? And then seeing like, no, he was one hundred percent telling the truth. <laughs> yes, yeah. They really, yeah. really shafted him with that with that other edit. And and that's and that's where my discrepancy comes from with Justice League is it's the way most people refer to it is that um, it is a, a just a solid movie. If 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 like we were talking about, I don't know if we were saying it off mic or what, but if a ten year old child was watching a superhero movie and you put on the 2017 version of justice league there's it's it's good it's a, it's a, a good movie. movie yeah for it's them. a good comic book justice league movie it's fine yeah um is 100%. it the best thing ever absolutely not <laughs> and but what makes it so wrong is the behind the scenes like with i have the the knowledge to know like what you did here was just um uh foul yeah it's like yeah uh behind the scenes um everything that happened with ray fisher stems from from racism in the workplace and stuff and um there's there's sexist stuff happening behind the scenes as well there's a lot of jokes put into the movie that are inherently sexist as well um so like as you look under a microscope it's like yeah there's a lot of problems with this movie but um just like this and the flash it's like they're Fine movies. That's a, like, they're that's a, uh, enjoyable. There's a minute you. I think. I, was, I think. Oh, you guys definitely would have covered it already. But it's a good encapsulation. Encapsulation of like in like uh, filmmaking schools and classes and stuff. If they want to show you how editing and music choices and lighting can be have such different contexts and can provide such you know a different um, output. Is it the scene? Of Arthur Curry in both versions of him swigging from a whiskey bottle and jumping into the sea. Because in the Justice League version, it's playing Icky Thump and he's swaggering yes. down and he's glugging and it looks like, oh, he's such a badass. Isn't he so yeah. cool? Motorcycle, Aquaman, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then it, watching Zack Snyder's version, it's, like, it's the Nick Cave, like, there is a kingdom. There is yeah. And it's so much more somber. And so you get much more of a feel for like how sad he is as a character. And it's just really just like, it, it informs so much more of him, just the way that's all set up. And it's just like the, the you know, the color's a bit more drained out. It's the same exact footage. And all they've done is just in, in post done two different things with it and they just drastically drastically different you know outcomes uh so it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those ones you're like how, how different could it be and it's like oh no it is Very. massively different uh, i i yes. genuinely couldn't believe how much more cyborg stuff there was because th- th- he's kind of the heart of the movie yeah um and how, how do you how do you as joss whedon or you know whoever his crew were there go in and be like right let's remove all of this that feels like a very deliberate attack Mm. Well, they, yep. they think it, yeah, Josh's attitude was all very much like was all ego based and all. So I'm here to fix your movie, yep. and I'm gonna whatever. Yeah, I think this is crap, so I'm taking it out and what you know, <laughs> not really caring about the. A lot of considerations weren't taken into account with Josh. I don't think. I oh, think he yeah. was just there to do a job. Yeah. Uh, well, and, I'm, I'm yeah. always a, I'm always a bit torn on Cyborg though. Right, I have the same problem with Iron Man. Right. I find the flying arounds too over the top for me. <laughs> in a movie like this, I think that's too over the top. <laughs> um, it seems crazy, but I love his story. I love the actor. The good outweighs the bad. I really like seeing all of this stuff. Back. Uh, it's all, the, the big thing for me in Cyborg is that um, the most I see of the character, because all my friends have kids, 
my cyborg is Teen Titans Go cyborg. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. seeing him being so serious in this, I'm just like, dude, eat a meatball and say booyah once in a while. Would you? <laughs> Come on, like, lighten it up a little bit. But, oh, yeah, this guy is just, uh, it's just brooding and yeah. miserable. But it, does, it works. He, he does have that superhero thing, though, because it's... Uh, the, the, within this week, we got a kind of payoff to it where he does have that scene at the cash machine with Wonder Woman. And he's just like, you think this is a gift? I mean, you can fly around and have like laser cannons and, you know, you could, Pretty you, cool. could you could like, <laughs> you just gave a lady like $20 million or something. You know? I was like, it's beyond aesthetics. It's a pretty mm-hmm. sweet deal, Cyborg. I, you know, I know uh, maybe because he's young, he's he's still a teenager. <laughs> maybe that's why yeah. he's so stroppy. But it's just like, yeah. oh man, I've, I've, you know, if someone offered me all that, but they're like, yeah, half your face is going to be covered in metal. I'm mean, like, eh, well, what do I care? <laughs> like, I think it's... I think it's meant to be like he's upset. You know, he's he's lost his body. Mm. <laughs> he's a completely different person now, physically. But at the same time, it's either this or you're dead. Yeah. So you know, you've got either your this or we have to bestow upon you this you know multi-million dollar alien technology that can fly and shoot lasers and can do whatever you want but like you know you're that or you're dead i mean i know it's a tough choice it's like, it's like no it's yeah. not it's not a tough choice at all well yeah. i like it though it, it's gonna get heavier because as we move forward because we're about so this um this will be our last full minute of part three and let me <laughs> We haven't even done this part yet, but today we're talking about minute number 111. <laughs> 20 minutes minute into st- the episode. The minute starts with Cyborg stepping towards the broken window, which is why we've been talking about Cyborg. <laughs> and then the minute ends with Desaad inquiring about the third mother box. Mm. Um, and so um, speaking of mothers, um, as we move forward and we talk more about Cyborg, he'll he'll talk about his origins in, in part four. And um, that whole... Um, we talked, we already saw the flashback. We talked a lot about, you know, him losing his mother, um, and not being granted the mercy of death itself, but your father who's been absent your whole life says, I'm going to make you a superhero now. Yeah. And so it's that decision where he's like, you have been absent my entire life and now you force me to be your monster. Mm. Like that is, and so, um, there's, um, there's a part where he's staring out the window before it's broken. Um, and in that scene, there's a picture of metamorphosis from, from the book. Um, and um, it's it's supposed to be, I think Chris Terrio was um, using metamorphosis as a, as a influence to how to write Cyborg being this person who's just all of a sudden wakes up a monster and has to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like, hey, I'm gonna write cyborg like in in the realm of Kafka, and you're like, what do you what do you mean? What do you? <laughs> you're like, yeah, no, like check it, watch, I'll do it, and you guys are gonna you guys are gonna love it. Yeah. So yeah, and it does I think work. it's pretty fun. Yeah, they land it. I I also think like maybe something, uh, maybe something inside him sort of died. You know when it when he lost his body and stuff. I think he feels like, oh, I I I have not got a heart anymore. Mm. Like in a in a metaphorical mm. sense. Yeah, like, like a tin, tin man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's like, well, why why am I even here? What's the point? Why do mm. I exist? Yeah. Well, I think I think I'm fully getting bored with it as a yeah you know a metamorphosis 
uh, subtext and stuff like that. That's all terrific. But again, I'm just like, well, unless his dad's got like a little buzzer thing to force him into being a superhero. It's kind of <laughs> like, I, well, I don't want to be a superhero, but I'll take the sweet the sweet robot bot and just hey. fly <laughs> off to wherever the hell I want. The superhero life finds you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you'll run into a bunch of other teenagers <laughs> with superpowers that they don't want yeah. and form some sort of... I mean, that would be a pretty titanic uh, coincidence if he ran into a bunch of other super-powered super <laughs> freaks, but, you know. <laughs> Never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, one one other thing I'll say before we, we move forward is um, we were talking about the, the runtime for the movie, and, and um, they do show this movie um, whenever Zack Snyder does, like, the um, AFSP, American Foundation Suicide Prevention. Mm. It does, like, charity events. Um, it's called a full circle. They just had it in Arizona in April and the version he shows, it's, it's shown in IMAX, which is fantastic. I would love to see it, but I believe it's not in parts from what he was saying is, is so in, on HBO max or max, whatever, um, it is in the seven parts, but when it's shown in the theater, it's shown with an intermission baked in into the center. Mm. Oh, brilliant um, idea. I think all movies should have an intermission. <laughs> I love intermissions. Oh, my God. I love some of my favorite. It's like, don't you just like Sunday afternoon, you're just like pop on Lawrence of Arabia. And yeah. you just sit I there miss overtures just... <laughs> before movies start. Yeah. Like if, if a Batman movie, like if the Batman or any Batman movie could just play an overture before a Batman movie starts, I would be like... Oh wait, you mean like mimic the theater? What are you talking about? No, Batman and theater? Get out of here! <laughs> Those two don't go together. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But yeah, so as we see Ray Fisher, kind of uh, Ray Fisher, <laughs> as we see Victor Stone looking out the window uh, uh, of this minute here, um, you know, for context, since it's been a while, um, a pair demon has just snatched up Silas Stone, so the second mother box, um, or it's looking for the third mother box. Um, Steppenwolf now has the second mother box from Atlantis. Um, and as Victor Stone looks out this broken window, uh, we see a bat signal. Oh, uh, I thought that was here. the parademon signal. I was getting confused. Oh, they, they look so yeah. similar. Like, I couldn't yeah. tell. <laughs> you know, you're right. Easy, Based easy on the sketch, you know. Yeah. Uh, look, we've done like four seasons. That bat signal always leads to more trouble than anything, really. Like... Batman and Robin, it was just used to lure in Robin by Poison Ivy yeah. to try to kill him. It was used for booty call in Batman Forever. <laughs> it's like, we've never really seen it used for its ex- express purpose, except like one time. And we've been doing this for like four and a half seasons. It's an excellent point. It's very rarely used properly. It kind of like in this context, too, it's like, all right, Cyborg knows exactly where everybody's going to be. It really does set up like, well, if Poison Ivy can steal it to try to kill Robin. I mean, what's to stop anyone else who's like, well, where's Batman going to be? Well, there's the bat signal. I'm guessing him and Jim Gordon are going to be on top of GCPD, so maybe we can go yeah. kill them right now. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to think, because, like, in in The Dark Knight, uh, they use it as a warning to all criminals. Like, hey, it's that time of night, it's, you know, rethink your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Aaron Eckhart uses it, or... Two-Face uses it to, to lure him. 
because he's like he's like turn it on i want you know i want to talk to him mm-hmm. <laughs> and then jim gordon shuts it off immediately after like getting up there he's like what are you like what are you what are you a secret meeting and you got the big light on nice guys like, <laughs> 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 we got attracted a little bit and now everybody knows where we are like what the hell are you doing <laughs> yeah and like i mean he's right he's shutting that thing off he's pissed off yeah. uh, i get it um but yeah, so this is uh, at least used properly um, because, well, I guess because Jim Gordon is going to need to end up talking to him, yeah. which we'll figure out later. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that for sure. We have we'll some, get into that for sure. Some Jim I, Gordon minutes. I'm curious for your guys' uh, opinions and takes on, on, on that part later. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. What I do want to bring up about this cyborg, uh, what, looking at this uh, bat signal, though, Um my main question was, is he looking at this signal and thinking to himself, like, uh, connecting all the pieces of, like, my father's missing, the thing broke into my house, it was probably looking for, what, it, what you know, the mother box or whatever, um, didn't find it, so then I guess I'm just going to go, like, give what I know to Batman, or is he thinking, like... That guy's got something to do with this too. Like he's a he's a freaking a cape and yeah yeah. You know I gotta that, that why is my window busted up and my dad gone? So like mm. is the vampire monster like gonna kill him? Let me go see what's up with the vampire monster. Yeah, um, I think he's probably going because it's just very much like it'd be weird if he got there and they're like him Batman and Jim Gordon are talking about like a, a jewelry heist or something and he's like oh you're not talking about the vampire monsters going yeah. around <laughs> oh because I got information about that like no no that's not the case no. I'll see you. <laughs> Just have like, he's a, like, like his fir- like his thought of like, oh man, my dad's gone. I guess I got to go file a missing persons report. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess like. I could streamline this process and just go right to the complaints department with the big light. Yeah, you know, yeah figure out what it. they're talking. Yeah, figure <laughs> out what they're talking about and just kind of hijack this conversation. Hey guys, I got this weird, weird box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it is like the. Let's jump in because literally the, the, one of the last lines we have this whole week too was Victor saying to Batman, "Like I've heard about you," and it's just mm-hmm. like, "Well, your freaking bat lights right outside your goddamn window." I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. it's like pretty you much put, your next door neighbor. Hi, how's it going? You cause a lot of damage in these streets, <laughs> and he's been doing it for his entire life. Yeah, Victor's yeah. eighteen. Oh, there's, uh, some, there's some stuff about that. Yeah, the the Batman. And Batman's timeline. been doing it for thirty years. I mean, yeah, twenty. Sorry. In the Snyder verse, like, I've got a note about it for later. It was something Jim Gordon says, where I'm like, "Yeah, this, yeah, this doesn't all, this doesn't quite gel for me." But we'll get to that when we get to it. I think that's in like minutes, minute two or three. So we're gonna get more into all this Batman stuff. It's kind of why I had you guys on here because I feel like uh, it's a great moment to to have a conversation with you guys about it, and it will also uh, eventually tie into um, some of the other DC films that have come out recently. Um, but we're going to skip over to our, 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 our villains here and who share most of this minute. Um, and we go back to Pajornov, which is the DC version of, uh, Pripyat, basically, mm. uh, failed reactor. Mm. Um, this is actually mentioned in the flash movie that just came out in which, um, Bruce Wayne talks to Barry Allen about the events that happened in Pajornov. And so here we are. Um, this is Steppenwolf uh, delivering the second mother box to 
this nuclear core that is being used as a um, a, a beacon. And uh, I can't remember yeah, what, what is, we what... called this 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 wall, this metallic, this uh, liquid. Yeah, that, that, stone. Uh, one of my questions was going to be like, is this just a normal wall that he's altered? Or is this something from Apocalypse that he's brought with him? Like, mm. it's just, yeah, it, it kind of melts the mother boxes into it. And then it's also yeah. used as like a phone, basically. But it's like, is it just like he could do this to any wall and this won't happen to be here? Or was it <laughs> I like, think it's no, probably it's- like, it's got to be like obsidian. Like, it has to be something with like a property that can do so. Or pff, what if it's like meteorite or something crazy? You know? I think <laughs> it's, um, I, I understood it to be the core, even though they say, there is no core when <laughs> so like, you like melted graphite and just like made a crude wall. Over. Yeah, that's, so the that mother box sense, because the mother box are change machines, which we'll get to. Um, that he's using the radioactivity of of the nuclear core that is exposed to then amplify a signal back to apocalypse. That was my my theory there. Yeah. Does that anyone that, else that, that makes weird? better so, sense. Does anyone else find it weird though that you just like get the the boxes and just like plug them in, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're, you've got these amazing defenses and stuff? Like here you go, just slot that in. Yeah, like it's a mother box, game. baby. Yeah. yeah, that's why everybody that's wants a one. Box, baby. They're they're yeah, awesome. What, they do everything. You, you can do anything <laughs> you want. That, yeah. I think that something Zack Snyder talked about with uh, Sucker Punch was um, when when he was talking about that movie. Um, there was a lot of video game influence um, that that he was kind of in the in the mindset for when making Sucker Punch. So a lot of it feels like, oh, this could be a video game. Oh, this could be a video game. Boss fights. All, yeah, boss fights and train heists and all this kind of stuff. And so, like, I guess this is the same mentality where it's like, well, he got two and he just, you know, you deliver X item to your totem and now you've got yeah. defensive wall and stuff. And so yeah. there's power up. Probably that, like, child playful mindset of like i i got item i deliver item i'm i'm almost there with my my mission i'm two out of three stars yeah, yeah. You've, you've unlocked an upgrade for your base yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly uh, wait wait well the same argument can be had like why is why isn't anybody saying like isn't it a little weird that thanos can just like grab like pretty rocks and just put them on a on a on a cool glove and like all of a sudden he's just you know yeah, you know yeah, what he, I mean. That's it's what just he's like doing. That yeah, exactly. That, that's it. That's what he's doing. It's like Infinity yes. War is his. That is what you do. Video you take, game. <laughs> you take rock, plug in glove, and bingo, bango, you're good to go. Mm. Uh, he's uh, then you got a better yeah, glove. He's, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> augmenting his his RPG armor. So, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> plus speak, ten power now. Speaking of armor, though, uh, Steppenwolf. It's an interesting design because when I was first watching this, because it's been years since I saw the uh, the Joss Whedon one, I was like, I don't like how he looks. It's very cheesy, very corny. Uh, but the more I looked, I got really into the design, like the weird little details and movements on the. That, that like, was that was one of the big major thing. changes, wasn't it? Because I remember the original Steppenwolf was just sort of like, meh. You know, he's a very generic looking kind of guy. And then when they they started seeing imagery of like, this is what he's going to look like in the updated version. I remember some people were like, oh, what the, he always got spikes everywhere. What the hell? He's just trying too I hard. I was the same. And, I uh, thought that, yeah. But no, I was more like, well, no, it's a, it's a, it's a genuinely very interesting design. It's like, it just seems like, oh, my God, it's such a pain in the ass to animate that, though, because there's so yeah. many moving parts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. did it, though. That's the thing. Like, it, it's, it, it is that mindset. It is, oh, my God, that is such a bitch to animate. But then look what happens. Yeah. I mean, 
we get it in all the scenes that Steppenwolf is in. Like the armor is really, really animated. I think um, the, the biggest twist of the whole movie was that that's not a hat. Like that's the shape <laughs> of his head. <laughs> I was like, he took it, took it off. I was like, what? I thought that was like, a, this is like, oh no, this is a, a ceremonial cap we uh, we we wear on Apocalypse. Like, no, 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 that's the shape of his head. No, his head's just shaped like that. <laughs> But it's, uh, that is so one of the major, major updates, too, is everything to do with Steppenwolf, though. Like, so again, yeah. first, the original Joss is like, he's just he's just a whatever bad guy. Yeah, Could I barely remember him from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in his death is just ripped off from the end of The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's what happens to Star, the, the Scar with Jeremy Irons, you know, we'll be talking about in a little bit. But uh, yeah. just then to see, like, oh, yeah, they've upped everything with him, including his death is great in this. And then this everything. Uh, earlier, his entrance. Yeah, and the earlier scenes too of him um, just explaining his backstory of like you know been on the outs with Dark Side and stuff, and they animate his face so well that he kind of appears very vulnerable in those moments where you're like, oh my yeah. god, do I do I care about Steppenwolf now? Like yeah. I'm actually I'm actually interested in his story. Like I want to see is he going to please his master and stuff? It's like is it? I didn't give a crap the first time around, but now I'm invested to see like. I kind of almost partially like, well, you know, it would be nice if Darkseid gave him a pat in the back or something, you know? He, he seems to really, yeah. really want it. And then I always laugh when, I'm, when I remember, like, you're his uncle, dude. Like, <laughs> this is your nephew yeah, who's yeah. talking to you like this. <laughs> but it's complete. You got to think back to, you got to think Shakespearean with it. Like, yeah. you, you got to yeah, think yeah. of those type of familial, fam, familial, fami- mm, yeah, you were right. Familial, familial issues. Issues. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the whole royalty-ness of that and everything um and and also the idea like that they are part of the whole uh like new gods pantheon and much like how the old gods is with you know zeus being daddy and everybody being related to each other it's very in that same vein uh on apocalypse it is just Mm -hmm. like you know Oh, Darkseid is the all powerful. So, yeah. you know, he, he is my dad. Long he live is the king. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Darkseid is a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they made a point um, of it. So, yeah. So, the, the, the version of, of Steppenwolf that we got in 2017 is, is supposed to be more like the comic books version where he's more humanoid looking. Um, it, it seems like just not as final as 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 the way it looks here like for somehow and this is i consider this still a, a bit of an unfinished movie and, and i have some notes about it for tomorrow to point that out mm. um, but there's a lot of vfx that um when you look closer into this version of the movie um it is unfinished uh because this is something that they're like well we never got to finish it so now that we're re-releasing it a lot of vfx studios came in to help finish this movie um, but it still looks better, in my opinion, than it does um, in the 2017 version. Mm. Uh, and, and Steppenwolf is one of the big ones where it's like, this is such a daunting task to animate. And yet it looks it looks amazing compared to um, the 2017 version, where it looks almost like one bitmap has been put <laughs> on, on that other Steppenwolf. And it, it comes off looking... Uh, just not well blended mm. to the rest of the movie, and that could also be because you're talking about a different Steppenwolf design on top of a movie that Zack Snyder shot uh two years ago. Yeah. Um, 
And so it, it does look a little weird. But um, yeah, the Steppenwolf here, they originally cut this design because they it was deemed too scary for children. Oh, so, I can see um, that. You know, yeah. uh, as a kid, I probably would be scared of this. I mean, look at him. He's yeah. a monster. But he's also a well-designed monster, too. Because I know, like like you said, they're, they're, it, the, the spikes can be too much. And sometimes um, with uh, some of the comic book villains, sometimes they're going to be a little too much stuff on, on a villain where you can't even... Uh, again, going back into the mindset of a 10-year-old kid... If I asked you to draw Steppenwolf, could you draw Steppenwolf? Like it's easy to draw Superman or Batman mm. because you can iconography, you you understand how they're supposed to look. If I told you to draw Steppenwolf, they could, in a sense, it'd be a lot of you know cross hatching for all the spikes and stuff. But overall, there's a design there that it's like I understand who that is. Yeah. Mm. If I asked you to d- draw the Dark Flash from the Flash, good luck with that. You know, it's like <laughs> sometimes it's like. I have no idea what this is I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, I think Ares from Wonder Woman is like a similar conversation. Mm. Absolutely. And I think the movies that seemed to start that trend for me were not even superhero ones. They were Transformers. Mm. I, I, I like If I only knew Transformers from those newer movies rather than the cartoon... How do you draw them? What do they yeah, look like? The, I don't know. The yeah. Decepticons are like they threw out the original Megatron design. And now it's like, well, yeah. they all look the same now. All these, all the, all the Decepticons are just like shards of gray metal. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, moving oh, well, parts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know too. They just, yeah. Some, I, I, I don't know if it stems from like a kind of more of a freedom of artists in Hollywood to be like, oh yeah, go crazy with the design and do whatever you want. Just let your imaginations, you know, roam free. So no, there was a season of. Um, of Doctor Who, like a year or two back, where they had like the main villains were like this brother and sister, and there was just it was just like the uh, I think you should leave sketch with the where they put all the makeup on the guy to do the prank, and he's just like, "There's too much shit on me." Like <laughs> you just look at these characters, you're like, "That's a lot of design. Like that's a lot going on. There's too many ideas in there. You need to cut out like fifty percent of this yeah. because like otherwise it's just yeah, yeah." And uh, but the yeah, thing, yeah, I think it's the shape of his head. You'll be like, oh yeah, well I can, I will remember that, and then you just do a basic body design, and then do the occasional spike jutting out of him, and yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're pretty good, you know. But um, he's a. Uh, I would say though, then um, I keep having to remind myself to call him uh, the Sod because I want to say Clytus so much because uh, <laughs> it's just like he looks just like Clytus from Flash Gordon when he appears, uh, the Sod. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a. Uh, I love this effect, though. This is like I, I, I don't, I don't think any of this was in the the twenty seventeen version, like him, no. him actually talking to the sod. Because I just remember thinking, like, oh, that's a, that's such an amazing concept of an effect, though. That kind of melted yeah. the melting wall up into this figure, and like all the flame kind of glowing out of him and stuff. Um, it's yeah, it's just a remarkably well, well done, well imagined way of conveying, you know, like oh, you know, we have to have him communicate. Does he have like a little? mirror anything he looks at he's like no we got this cool idea i was like yeah that, that looks fantastic to me oh i absolutely loved it and i thought it was a, a much more imaginative way of showing like communication than just what most movies do uh, do the star wars hologram thing just do that yeah uh, but yeah. this yeah. was like no 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 we're gonna think of something and it's, it's gonna one, be awesome one of those things too is yeah. people know me you know i'm a big fan of um the 87 masters of the universe movie and Skeletor and that has a he has a, hol- a giant hologram to communicate to people, which all but then the sad also looks very 
Skeletor, like Black yeah. Frank Langella Skeletor, and it's only it's only in more recent years that you have managed to piece this all together. Where when I was growing up, I was like, oh yeah, Skeletor, they're kind of ripping off the Emperor from Star mm. Wars. And as it yeah. go on, it's like, no, I think they're very specifically going for the new gods, like Jack Kirby's kind of artwork and stuff, and yeah. all of that. And if you look at Masters Universe, it's like, oh, actually, no, it's borderline a new gods movie in many ways. And now actually getting a character from the new gods and going there like, oh, yeah, he looks a bit like Skeletor. It's like, oh, now it's all starting to click into place. And he's got this hologram thing the same as he did. And like, oh, no, oh, now I get it. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I, I like Desaad, um just as a character type in, in these type of stories is I always like kind of like uh, that, that mouth that of worm tongue kind yeah. of like, I, let me... I speak for the king, but I'm mm-hmm. also like somewhat corrupt. Not corrupt, but like you're also just immorally warm tongue. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I've always enjoyed that kind of character where it's like that they. It's not the emperor speaking directly; it's just this one that speaks for him. And he's also um, Desaad in here in this context and, and in other New God stories. He's kind of the reason why. Um, Steppenwolf is is has that disconnect with with Darkseid, and Desaad kind of furthers it. Even by the end of the movie, he says, "I told you Steppenwolf would fail." And it's like, I think you've been setting him up to fail this whole time, because it's always like this weird power struggle of royalty, and so yeah, there's a bit of a there's oh, a feud in there somewhere. So, oh, you're totally uh, right. I got that vibe as well. Like, oh, he he wants him to lose. That's all part of his plan. Like, mm. oh, yeah, I want rid of this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's because one of the big uh, big tragedies of like now that DC's moving on, all the hints at the end of seeing in the vision of Apocalypse and seeing like there's granny goodness and there's like there's the whole thing. Look at it. This is like knowing yeah. like, oh, we could have got into all of this. We could have got into Desaad's relationship with Darkseid. We could have got into Scott Free, maybe. God only knows. And you're just like well, <laughs> it, was, it was nice while it lasted for those two minutes <laughs> of, of the movie. <laughs> My thing always would have been that the Furies and like Big Barda would be a thing because I've always liked Big Barda as a character. I thought like, well, her and Scott Free, like the fact that they can um, tear themselves away from from the new gods. It's like I like I like those characters. I would yeah. like to see them. To be fair too, I think James, uh, James Gunn. He seems the type of guy who'd be like, yeah, he'll he'll go into that that level of cosmic weirdness. You know, he came, he comes from Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's like I, I can imagine. We we're obviously not going to get the um, was it Ava DuVernay who was supposed to do the new Gods movie? Yeah, don't things happening now? But like, I can imagine it'll be those characters will be revisited eventually. Like it feels like it's too it's too rich a storyline to not tap. You know. Yeah, and I also I, I I also wonder if the cosmic bubble will pop eventually because I feel like yeah, nowadays that's the thing everything has to be cosmic because Marvel with Guardians of the Galaxy starting it we've been on this cosmic kick like everything yeah. has to go cosmic mm. um, and and with Endgame and um, as we look towards um, Loki and stuff like that it's like. When yeah. when do we come back to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, where things are just like yeah yeah on Earth, on Earth uh, yeah it's just I don't know you blend cosmic and and Earth and you're supposed to have Green Lantern and that kind of didn't work. Mm. Um, but well, they say now as well. The announcement was that they're doing a Green Lantern movie that's kind of influenced by season one of True Detective. 
Which is like that's what I'm. Which is great. I'm yeah. about like if, yeah. if you if you go towards space cop and not cosmic, uh, disaster. You know, mm. it's like yeah, that element inherently has to be there, but kind of like bring it back, dial it back a little bit, because. But then again, we're talking about you know having source material of seventy years. There's you know you, you're kind of t- you're going to tell me that there's no Green Lantern just like hanging out on Earth doing cop stuff like of course there's got to be there yeah, you know? yeah yeah so no we have anyway. to get to the part where there's a like a murder machine cat with <laughs> red lantern ring we have to get there <laughs> <laughs> the fans want this this is how yeah. we get a billion dollars <laughs> get that cat in that goddamn movie that's the thing too like i'm, I'm me saying like oh yeah we'll have to get to dark side and, and apocalypse eventually and that's like it's been like 25 years since they had Robin in a movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, they haven't ever really done even Barbara Gordon properly. Because they can't so, top you know? that suit. Yeah. They can't top the Batman That's true. suit. That's true. Um, uh, I also, there's, and even the, Brainiac, though. There's like still, like, I think now James Gunn said there's going to be like Intergang is going to be in maybe this this Superman Legacy movie. It's Superman, like, yeah. like, dude. Just go for Brainiac. Well, yeah, like it's a major yeah. villain to sit. He's been sitting gathering dust for decades. Just go and do a Brainiac movie. But it's, it's so easy, and it's so easy to do a Brainiac movie. You just you just say that he hired Lobo to go get Superman. Like yep. you're the last Kryptonian. I want you come with me. My, you know, someone paid for your head, and it's Brainiac. And that's boom. That's how you lead I, into I, it. That's it. It was literally the episode of Superman. It is. It's literally that's all you, you do. just <laughs> described the plot of that episode. Like, that is, that is. Yeah, I remember. Um, which would probably also make sense if you want to tackle some of the new God stories. Like maybe you can't. Maybe there isn't a treatment or a screenplay that is ripping from you know Jack Kirby stuff. That's understandable, in my opinion, because that's like. That's heavy, Doc. If you're telling me that you're just going to make, like, uh, you know, just start your screenplay beginning, middle, and end and have it consistent and you're like, oh, yeah, it's based off of a Jack Kirby new guy story, I'm going to be like, uh, how much are you actually, like, explaining? Like, how much time are you spent explaining everything to mm. your audience, you know, rather than having what Jack Kirby had the ability to do over years and through storytelling and through like visual and 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 written language um, of pretty much designing a brand new universe kind of thing, um, it just seems like if 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 there isn't if there hasn't been people trying to tackle that and it's just been constantly failing failing, it's got to be for a reason, right? Mm. Um, but if you look back to like Superman animated stories, they did stuff very similar but dialed it back and were forced to come to the conclusion of like. This is Saturday morning cartoons for children. We can't be explaining Jack Kirby stuff to these people <laughs> in 20 minute cartoon episodes. Yeah, no you know? chance. Um, so hopefully the future looks bright. Um, I'm, I just worry that like it would get something like, I don't know. I didn't even watch the movie uh, Eternals. Hmm. To me, that kind of is like very, it parallels new gods in a sense again they're they're yeah. they're cosmic beings on earth so it's like oh, oh well you didn't really jump that far did you <laughs> um so i don't know i don't know i didn't see the movie but apparently the reception is uh so 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 it's kind of like is that gonna so get the same we treatment? talked a bit uh scott mentioned it on the podcast he doesn't like the movie uh, i was talking to nick jimenez on another podcast and me and him both were talking about how much we liked that movie oh. uh and I, I i was i was watching it on a plane 
that's not a bad way to watch a movie, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching on a plane. It was free, so I said, I'm going to watch this. And I was like, this isn't that bad. Mm. It's, but um, it is more in, in, in this uh, vibe, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we like these DC movies, and that that is marvel's dc movie okay i'll awesome. give it a shot so i'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll do the comparison yeah. great way of looking at it actually yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh. but uh yeah and, and and i think that's a, so um there's been a lot of criticism for these dc films rushing to that point uh, you know there's always that 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 conversation of oh they're trying to catch up to marvel they're trying to do you know they're they're, they're rushing through this stuff um but I think we, as as fans, comic book fans, um, and, I, and I speak about the entire community all over the, the world, there is that kind of pressure that's done by us to say, "Oh, I want to see Brainiac," or "I want you, I want Superman to go to space." I want, <laughs> yeah. and it's like we contradict ourselves, or we say you're rushing, but we we also want to see you fight Darkseid already. And so there's <laughs> we kind of do both here, and it's it's a little unfortunate that we go. Why are they rushing? Mm. When are they gonna get there? <laughs> so oh. it is, it is a it is a struggle there. Yeah. Um. So I think the, the, I don't know. I the, don't... the other big remaining thing in this this minute, I think, is um, I just love the when the the weird shell thing comes up over. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call it Chernobyl because basically it is Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. It is. Was, it's Chernobyl, which is Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah, which is a weird thing now because like. This is the thing. Hollywood's tapping Cher- Chernobyl heavy <laughs> lately. They had like old TV shows at Chernobyl. <laughs> now Secret Invasion is going back to Chernobyl. X Men, Wolverine Origins also in Chernobyl. <laughs> like, oh, that was Three yeah. Mile Island, but it feels like it's kind of like, yeah, we just build a Chernobyl set. Everybody can just use this now. Like we just got yeah, all the you can rent towers it out on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like Roger now Corman's Chernobyl be, set uh, or something. <laughs> now everything's gonna be. Submarine related and Titanic related. Oh god! Oh boy! Okay, let's just capitalize yeah. on whatever the, the yeah most whatever the topic recent dangers are. But I, I um, love the effect though of when uh when it goes up into the sky and all the parademons jump off the wall. Mm-hmm. Is it they have the kind of vibe of like, hey, warn him, guy, will you? Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just say you're going to do it before you do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there's a where's the door? Um, <laughs> well, it looks hot get out. as well. It looks like burn, um, like when you burn a pizza. It's the cheese on it. <laughs> like um, it's not supposed to look like that. Like, it's like the cheese oh, no, dome. I didn't, I, yeah, I totally burnt it. Oh Christ! <laughs> I Don't do let have... Darkseid see that. <laughs> Tell him it's perfectly cooked. Okay. Um. So we were mentioning Jack Kirby and Apocalypse and New Gods and everything like that, and that whole style. Um, and the design of uh, Desaad and everything. Um, but this bubble particularly, if you, uh, in the minute, as it's spreading out and it does this um, this wide shot of like the top of yeah. the, uh, the, the bubble, bubble going out. Yeah. If you pause it like around 39 seconds, at least in this minute on the video, um, after the bubble has made a good, you know, maybe 10% of the top or whatever, you can notice that along these vein kind of channel lines whatever these branches that are the main structure of it branching off you'll see jack kirby dots Ah. you'll also see a lot of those in relation to other apocalyptic things like this uh communication stone the lava that's coming off of it is very just of apocalypse and it still has that somewhat effect 
of the Kirby dots by just the little pixels that are falling down. Mm. Um, as well as even the mother boxes themselves, how like the kind of LED lights are kind of shining through that little grid pattern, but it's not a full lit cube. It's just kind of giving it just a little bit of shadow and depth. Very reminiscent of how Jack Kirby comics look and especially like the new God designs and everything. So that was just like my main talking point of uh, 111 here. It's just like that, that stronghold is of new God technology because of the Kirby dots. I mean, it's kind of just like really blatant, but it's that kind of like makes you think like, oh my gosh, this movie at times is like unfinished on its visual effects. But then you get who, whatever studio was working on this and you're like, oh my God, you guys knew what you were doing. Okay. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. No, because I I still think visually Zach is like, he's always wanted to do that. I mean, if anything, it also looks like an evil version of the liquid geo that we saw in Man of Steel, which um, it looks very, very similar. I mean, we're talking about uh, morphing uh, metal to to um, communicate Mechanics. with someone else's image, yeah. And um, and and what we see here is like, oh, this looks like a um, chaotic, evil version of the Kryptonian technology. So the alien technology still maintains this organic quality to it, and um, um. Yeah, the, just the way that the dome looks and everything, it just feels organic, even though it's all made out of uh, metal. And so that goes back to the way that Man of Steel looked um, in its conception. And yeah, like I think it's, I think that's a great point. We haven't really talked about what's going on in the minute um, because, um, to be honest, it's uh, it's a chance for there to be exposition for the audience since it's a four-hour movie to explain where we are before we end uh, this part. So I don't think there was anything to really dive into, into into what they were talking about because this conversation that they're having, Steppenwolf and Desaad, um, Desaad voiced by Peter Guinness and then uh, Karen Hines voicing Steppenwolf here, um, what they're talking about is just, you know, what's, what's the current situation on the mother boxes? Well, I got two. Where's the third one? Um, and then the minute ends because that answer is in the next minute. But... Um, did anyone have notes on what they were talking about? Exposition. No, not, not particularly what they were talking about. No, no. Um, my only other note for this minute is just again on the dome uh, and just that it reminded me of uh, the slime dome from Ghostbusters 2 that, uh, hey. <laughs> that covers the museum. And this movie ended with them, the Justice League, having to walk the Statue of Liberty down and smash the roof of this thing to get into Steppenwolf. <laughs> I wouldn't have had any complaints, quite frankly. So, uh, you know, where's where's that cut? Give me that, baby. Yeah, <laughs> they have. That's what the flying fox is for. It's big enough to have the Statue of Liberty in it, so you just <laughs> drop it off like a payload. <laughs> uh, John, anything else for this minute for you? That's everything for me. Cool. All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.